Hello and welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. This is your host, Samira Ali, and I wanted to welcome you all to part two of Abdullahi Abdullah's story. And because for the first one, we didn't end up finishing it and we thought, you know what, it has to be a part two. So welcome, Abdullahi Abdullah. Thank you very much. This is a great conversation. Thank you for having me. No, no, great, great to, have to have you, you and then for us, for us to continue, continue this conversation. Obviously, live technology, there's always issues. So anybody who's listening obviously knows that sometimes things don't work out the way, the way they, they are. are. And, and we, 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 we just, just continue, continue and we just, we just roll, roll on. on. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so yes, that's, that's life. Where the conversation um, actually ended. So, so in the last, if you just listening to the podcast for this, we just talked about Abdullahi's story from beginning from A to Z and we ended to the point where he was elected official and he talked about his journey throughout that so if you're listening to this part now please make sure you listen to the first part because this is part two of Abdullahi's story so Abdullahi I would love to talk about now is obviously we we, we heard about your career so one of the things that obviously that I want to talk about is general most professionals or most business entrepreneurs, everybody basically has a daily routine. And the way you start your daily routine um, or your habits determine how successful you can be and stuff like that. But basically, if you plan, obviously Allah is the best planner, but if you plan your day and you have some sort of a structure, you're more likely to win the day. So I always like to ask my guests and stuff like that about their daily routines um, or like, you know, positive habits that you have so what so how do you start your day for me it's uh it's coffee because i'm uh i'm an early riser uh even if i have like three hours of sleep tonight i will still wake up at uh 6 a.m or 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 before that so if i don't have my my cup of coffee my my eyes will be closed you know, it's not. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yes, so that is something I do every single day. Even even tea is not going to do for me. I have to have my coffee. Exactly. Um, so I default to have. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm more of a tea drinker, to be honest. But honestly, on the days where, where I need to just like like if if I have like three or four hours sleep because you know like I had a late night working or like you know uh, my child decided all of a sudden that, that she wasn't gonna sleep and you know whatnot. No, it's like a, a, a cup, cup of coffee, coffee really, really does good. good. <laughs> and then, yeah, but now then think about, like, now this reminds me, like, by Ramadan uh, difficulties of trying to adjust and get used to the caffeine withdrawal because now I can't have coffee uh, when it was during, like, when I was fasting. And, and yeah, it's just days were, were draggy. But I, I really enjoy coffee. So it's, I, some people might see it as not, great habit to develop but I see it as a productive habit actually for me. Is what, what works, works for, you. for you. Each person has got somebody that works for you, you know? Uh, and I agree with you and stuff like that. If you, if, on like Ramadan, obviously, you know, you know you can't do with coffee, so you just get on with it and stuff like that. So it shows our mindset, what we can do and what we can't do. Um, but like you said, I, I'm with you. Caffeine, thank you, caffeine. caffeine. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great thing. Like there's no, I mean, I know I can, I can stop caffeine and still be fine after a couple of days of like 
headaches but why right i but enjoy why? <laughs> exactly why why why, why? why? Yeah, yes you're preaching to the people that are already there i'm with you brother I'm okay, with okay, you. okay 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 <laughs> well this is for some other people that i would say why are you drinking coffee then it's not for you yes so Abdullahi, I wanted to find out basically with the people that know you and everything like that, how would they describe you? Uh, I would say they would describe me as somebody who's honest and friendly. Those are two nice words. No, and I agree. You do seem, you do come across as honest, honest and somebody friendly. friendly. And those, those are fantastic, fantastic characters. characters. Thank you. And, and authentic. I, I really thrive to be who I am and it took me a while to to get to where I am and just be comfortable with who I am and share the world with the world the true self my true self and authentic self and so that's hopefully another another word authentic I like, I like that. That. No, I, I like the word authentic and authentic is, is one word that we kept talking about in the last session with Abdullahi so in part one as well we talked about importance of authenticity um, that's a mouthful of a word but yes <laughs> the importance of being authentic and having the authenticity in your life and I, I agree just, just own, own your, your story. story yes absolutely I like, I like that. that so, so in, in regards to, to everything, everything that you achieved thus far and I'm sure with everybody that I normally speak to and I interview on this um, show as well I always say it's literally you're just touching that you're scratching the surface you've come such a long way from where you started to where you are now and obviously you've all have things that we are proud of and things that we think oh my god you know these are my greatest achievement and stuff like that and normally when I ask people about their greatest achievement they always say mm, you know and they're like they think about it and they think oh I'm, you know and, and you can just tell as people we're very shy at talking about achievement but I always like to tell people and just say to them you've all accomplished great things every one of you even you dear listeners have all accomplished great things whether you think you know it or not and i would love to know abdullahi tell me tell about, me your, about greatest your greatest achievements, achievements. thank you very much yeah well thank you for for kind of like making the case for why this is i think that's very relevant for for our community who tends to be conservative community we are we pride ourselves in being humble um, and not to brag about our our accomplishments or achievements. So it's I I actually to be honest I struggle with with I struggle with that. But in a way, if you don't underline and share your achievements with the world, nobody else will come to you and say, hey, you need to start like step up and and and, and show the world who you are. I mean, sometimes like my your. Um, people that are, are your mentors might might do that for you but not everybody will have somebody that will tell them hey step up and like share the world with, exactly. with your accomplishments and so i think it's really important yes, yes yes um so for me i think to answer that question i think for me it's just the my current election uh uh victory and and not necessarily because of the win but because of of being able to successfully demonstrate and 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 uh share with constituents that what i am able to offer and also what this gives me the platform that this gives me 
to advocate for people's rights. Not many people can just step up and say, oh, I'm going to run for city council and I will be in city hall advocating for these issues. So to be able to do that, I think f at this point is one of my one of my biggest achievements. On there are a lot of things that that have happened for me, which are great things, and I'm very grateful. So I would say Alhamdulillah. This is not just <laughs> my just it's it takes takes a lot of effort, but it's also a life guidance. So Alhamdulillah for that. But I think that that one uh, is is one of my biggest achievements and something I'm really proud of. Oh, thank, oh, thank you, you for sharing sure. that with us. That's really good to hear. And I'm glad the way you said it. In our community, generally, we are humble people and stuff like that. And just, but, but in the aspect of inspiring, mm -hmm. you don't, don't talk, talk about, about what is your successes or your achievements. Achievement. Other, Other people, people won't know. And, right. and I think I it's think important, it's obviously, like, you know, to share those things. And I always make sure and I say, okay, tell us about it. It's true. Even me, I used to always feel icky about it. You know, it's like that icky feeling. I can't describe it, but it was just icky. It was like, oh, oh my God, God, I have, I have to, to talk, talk about, about myself. myself. Yeah, like, don't have to mention it. I don't really want to tell anybody or whatever. But it's but I think the more that I started doing it and stuff, the more I felt like actually comfortable about it and I just thought actually you know what I'm doing a good thing I'm not just bragging just for bragging I'm actually just sharing facts so thank you for that yeah, yeah, so thank you obviously in your journey, journey you've, you've had, had a lot of challenges uh, how do you come over challenges and can you how do you overcome challenges number one and number two uh, can you describe like a challenge that you've had recently thank, thank you, you. Uh, so that's really another great question because there are no achievements without challenges, right? Yes. And I think for me, probably kind of like navigate. I just talked about like how I pride myself in being authentic. I think just finding that my like, how can I be my authentic self, my my true self? And how do I share that in in language that people understand, right? So for me, as I said in the beginning of, of this conversation, I'm still relatively new immigrant to this country. So things that... Ten, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay then. Yes, yes. Obviously, when I describe myself, I've lived in the UK now for I don't know, like maybe twenty five years and stuff like that. So, so, so I understand where you're coming from. In two thousand and ten, wasn't that long ago and stuff like that. So, compared to a lot of the people who are second generation immigrant, third generation immigrant, you are still new. So, so by, by all, all means, means I right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that, and I think. Even, even if 10 years is not such a short time period of time, we are talking about 10 years of like experience. Correct. Articulating Correct. In a new your country, thoughts. That's not your right. Home, in a right? new country, yes. And learning a culture and a new way of life and new language, just 10 years. So that is 10 years of like, that started with like articulating my thoughts and translating things from Somali to English to true, like true, true, like that's effectively that's thinking in yes. English. Right. Yes. So so for me, right, people have different challenges. For me, that was that was a challenge, kind of mastering the language, um, and also kind of when I say the culture, finding a way that you can still articulate yourself 
be true to who you are. You're this new Muslim immigrant, black immigrant in this country, and you have things to say, you have things to contribute to the betterment of society, but how do you, how do you contribute to that, right? Even within the U.S., there are different, like, small norms and culture. New Minnesota has its own, like, something we call Minnesota nice. People like to be outwardly nice to each other. People don't like confrontation. How do you navigate that, right? What is that? How, do, how does that go against, like, or with your own background and culture? So navigating the language and the culture. And also, like, how does that... Uh, come into play when you are applying for for jobs i think i was i was applying for my first jobs when i was in the country for five years i'm still kind of like polishing my the language and also like i think another point that i want to get to through this is how we are told to be kind of like there are so many things that are like videos and and blogs that talk about how to prepare for interviews that all doesn't really take your background and your cultural uh history and understanding and background into play it's all about like from the perspectives of of somebody that can be successful in english uh, uh speaking country with the culture of like being able to comfortably share with the world who you are and brag about your account not bragging but like kind of like articulate your accomplishments uh not so much in a country where like with the somalis you know that there are sayings like you know you know so so you're kind of like navigating all those things at the same time so overcoming that challenge and, and being comfortable to like like l absorb and and navigate the new and system being was, well. and being oh, confident yes. with that was was I think That's something that took a long time but but a challenge yes. No, I, no, agree. I agree. You know, I, I, I think you really again explained it really eloquently as well. When you talked about, it's obviously for somebody who lived in a new country for ten years and stuff like that. It's the fact that you know, like it, when you're trying translating something to English. It's, it's not <laughs> and I think the Somali people will understand this more than anybody else as well sometimes when you translate Somali into English words and stuff like that it's it, it doesn't translate correctly and and some words in English in Somali we don't have them in English and, and vice, vice versa, versa right yeah. yeah right no and it's it's <laughs> it's very tough you just have to go with both languages on their own like separate ways <laughs> or you mix them together <laughs> <laughs> or just mix them <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after 25 years I still struggle and stuff like that where I'm like oh okay what is that word and stuff like that so no absolutely I, I agree with you and I think you've explained it really eloquently so thank you for that Abdullahi and what I wanted to ask, ask Nick, Nick is, is so tell, so us, tell about, us about you know obviously, you know, obviously growing up in your childhood where you are now it, it could be through your teens and stuff like that we all have influence around us day in day out so I wanted to find out a bit about what is who is, who your, is biggest your biggest role, role model um, or your biggest role right. model if you want to say right. up to you right yeah. Right, thank you. Uh, for me, that would be my parents, both I, my mother and my father. And I think because of of my beginnings coming from I beginning with no with kind of like limited means and and finance finances, I think I've always seen my father and my mother people that were both like number one content with with what they had they were okay with not having a lot and number two 
the profession that my father had was he was ma'allim. You know, in Somalia, there's ma'allim or a traditional teacher, right? That teaches people. Yeah, teacher. Right. He, so he was doing that. And that's basically a frontier job. I mean, it doesn't pay other than just getting a gift uh, when a graduation gift when one of, one of your students finishes the Quran, for example, if you are teaching Quran. So, and on top of that, my father also used to kind of like help. Uh, he he was ta he was always working on a kind of solving a communal problem or issue. So I I think in a way that this is still like one of the reasons I'm so uh, dra drawn into public service and and helping and community work. I think I I believe that is where that starts from. Um, so I I can comfortably say that my father and my mother were, were the biggest my biggest influencers um, because like I can I can really see the battles between like what they were doing back then and what I'm doing right now it's different scale and different settings but it comes down to the to the same uh, thing I agree, you know that, that's really wonderful to hear thank you and what would you say is if you were to look back through obviously your life just reflecting back what advice would you give to your younger self or what advice would you give to somebody who's listening right now that's just like okay you know what that, that, that just needs that little bit of pep talk you know that if you can just look back and you can just like you know words of wisdom that you can leave us with so if you were to reflect back on your younger days on your younger self or just to generally advice that you would give to somebody what, what would you, would you give, them? give them um i'd say don't be afraid um, because I know there will be times that you might question the journey or what is next or is this too big of a challenge that I can overcome um, so I say don't be afraid and just be be curious um, and be open-minded and open to like be open to, to new opportunities in a way just just like um, explore the world and, and, and what opportunities it, it gives you uh, and don't be afraid. So that's basically what I would say. I I'm, I feel like that is just what I have done. I've been always kind of going about my life, um, evaluating new uh, situations that I find myself and, and taking the best course of action at the time based on the, informa the well, information that I have available at the time. Um, so going back, I, I would just I, I tell my younger self, just be curious, be open-minded, and, and, and just embrace new opportunities. That's, that's those are fab words, words with wisdom. wisdom. I really, I really like, like that. that. And what would you say to somebody who is listening and is really, you know, inspired by your story, but is thinking deep down to themselves, I really like politics, but uh, I really like politics. I see myself running for public office or like, you know, becoming a politician, but I don't know, I shouldn't. That's a bit hesitant. Somebody who's hesitant to make that step, like they want to, but they're not really like, you know, sure. What what words of advice, advice would you, would you give, them? give them? I would, I'd say find something that you, like find your message. What What is it that, or why do you wanna do you want to consider running for public office, um, and then just 
work on that work on that refine that message it always goes back to that it has to come from like deep down inside you there is something about it that you that that causes you to like have these thoughts so if you if you if if as long as you have your message uh ready i think the rest can be can be figured out it's all about strategizing and, and figuring out like what in what role or what level of government you want to serve in um but also another thing is that like personally this is the first time that i run for public office so in a way i am i'm just like you everyone that like if there's somebody that has never run and but interested in running just going back for months or five months i was basically like you um so it can be done it's just working your message um and and strategize and i am confident that you will get there Excellent. No, that's a really nice, simple advice. Find your find your why, strategize, and more important than anything else, I like what you said at the end, where you said, uh, "Get on with it." Like, so, so take action, exec execute, because you can think and you plan and you plan and you plan and still not done anything, right? Right. Because like, even if you don't win, right? Even if you don't win, you run, but you didn't win. That is really not losing, right? Because you ran and you have learned a lot. So even if you didn't get what you wanted, what you have learned from that process is probably worthwhile. It's priceless what you would learn. I personally believe that basically you can't really lose. It's either you win or you learn. So it's win-win, no? Yeah, win-win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would just say win-win, yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's Maybe I'm too much, too much of an optimist. optimist. I don't, I don't know, know, but it's, 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 uh, it is true, I, though, because I, if you if you really pay attention to what you what you what you have learned from that process, the reasons that you didn't get what you wanted, you could probably do something better next time. Exactly. Uh, so, so I actually I believe yes, I believe it's win-win. Yes, yes, come, come back, back stronger strong. the next time round where after you strategized, you learned your lessons, you know, you talked about the learning curves and then you're like, okay, what can I do better next time? And like, you know, you, you might have a better luck on the second time or it could be that you might even have um, um, a, better a better opportunity, opportunity. Yes. the third, third time, time and stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Allah Allah. We don't know when it is, but if you put in the work, and you really want it i always feel like okay you know what you definitely are gonna get what you want as, as long, long as you, you don't, don't give, give up, up. Mm -hmm. yes yes absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. No, that's, no, that's really, really wonderful. wonderful thank, thank you, you for, that. for that so, so basically this brings us down to the last part of the uh of our segment podcast and where we want to talk about it obviously for everybody that's been listening to you that's really interested in your story and what they've heard how can they get in contact with you are you on linkedin do you have a social media page where they can follow you um please share us share share Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Yes, I am on social media. Uh, I was run I was just running a campaign, so it's almost difficult to run a successful campaign these days without having an online presence. So I am on Facebook, uh, both like personal like uh, profile page and also like 
campaign page, like uh, public figure type of page for that I created. Um, it's Abdullahi four MB number four MB, and I I can share I can share the links with with you, uh, Samira. Absolutely. And then I'll maybe we can just add that. Like, like. And then I, <laughs> I'm also on Twitter. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. And one of the last things or pages that I created was Instagram. But I'm also on Instagram, and I will. I'm also. I I still have a website, but it's campaign heavy. If somebody finds that interesting, um, I can also I can share all the links with you, Samira, and then we can we can link those uh, to those yeah, after yeah. the interview. Yes, yes, we will. We will. No, absolutely. No, absolutely, we'll put all those links on the on on our sites so everybody else can have a go and um, have a look as well and follow your journey. And like we said, we look forward to your journey because this is a new chapter and inshallah one of many more. So it, 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 inshallah. So if you were to look in, obviously, um, I don't know, like in the next, let's just say, five years or whatever, or let's just say ten years or whatever. Where do you see yourself in? If, if if it doesn't have to be um, precise, but what do you, what would you like to achieve, and what where, where do you, do you think, think you see, see yourself? yourself? I obviously, obviously Allah knows I best. see Allah you know? knows best, right? Yes. Yes. But I see myself. I'm committed to listen and learn, starting like the day that I want, right? So I see me myself doing something with that whether that is uh, running for um, another office or taking on some other um, opportunities, I see myself uh, getting involved more because I'm really not looking into kind of like just, just complaining or sending emails to people. I want, I want to do um, something that is meaningful, as I said in, in the last segment. So I, s I don't know what that looks like or what the name of that is, but I see myself kind of learning from the process that I'm in right now and, and doing something with that. And that something is advocating like effectively and, and authentically uh, and pushing for uh, racial justice and equity in everything that I do and every circle that I'm in. Uh, basically, my my circle of influence, which which I'm really committed to 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 expand, uh, so that I have more reach and and more audience. Um, I don't. That's not direct or like precise answer, but it hopefully gives you an idea of where I'm headed. Exactly. exactly. No, that's no, that's it. It's just an it's just an idea and stuff like that. It, like you know, the, the the world is your oyster, as they say. And I like the whole thing that basically where you, what you just said now it links back to your purpose and your why of why you want to do this, which is advocating for the vulnerable people. And like you said, you know, you're passionate about you know um, justice and stuff. And those are all meaningful topics because you just want to make sure that the world that you live in, the world that your son or daughter is going to grow, grow into, into and stuff like, like that, that. Yes. a positive world. world. And I just I think, think um, that's, that's just really wonderful to hear. Yes, so thank, yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the, on show. the show. 
Thank you so much. This was such a wonderful conversation. I'm grateful for your uh, for your hospitality and having uh, this conversation with you. So thank you for having Excellent. me. Excellent. It was really, really great, great to have you on here. And to our dear listeners, I just wanted to say thank you again for all your support. Thank you for bearing with us, even through our technical um, issues that we had. Obviously, this is still a learning process. Uh, it, it'll only get better from here. But I just wanted to obviously keep this episode as real, real as possible. The last episode ended abruptly because I pressed something and then technical issue happened and <laughs> we continued on and I just want to say thank you to the patients Abdullahi for coming back again so we can do this but like it just shows you every problem can be fixed and yes so thank you our dear listeners and inshallah see you all next week again for another segment. I'm your host Samira Ali and you've been listening to the Somali Professional Podcast. Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Somali Professional Podcast with your host, Samira Ali. Join us again next week for another wonderful, inspirational story.